This is Carrie. This is Jenny. And you are listening to the second episode of Honestly Unfiltered. How was your week, Carrie? I know you had a little bit of a dramatic ride home from our studio here last week. Do you want to tell everybody what happened to you? I would love to, Jenny. <laughs> um, it was, it's not funny. I shouldn't be laughing. Look, people, I'm alive and it's a miracle <laughs> in itself. So we can giggle about it because it's so insane and would legit only happen to me. Legit. So I leave Jenny's and it is pouring sheets and sheets of rain. First off, everyone, yes, I should have pulled over because it was hard to see. Hard as hell. You couldn't really see. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so... With that being said, I'm like, God, I'm so tired. You know, we did this podcast. We were amazing. And then all of a sudden, I, and again, it's dark out. I can barely see. I'm in a Toyota Corolla SE, okay? <laughs> so it's like a cute-ass go-kart. It really is cute. So the truck in front of me, because I saw him put it, you know, go swerve to the side. Well, ladies and gentlemen... The reason he did is because there was a damn mattress <laughs> in the middle of the road. So what happens to Carrie? <laughs> Carrie runs it over with her damn go-karts. <laughs> then what happens? That bitch gets stuck under my motherfucking car. Okay. My, I mean, I... And I couldn't even, like, get out to look. I mean, I could have, <laughs> but it was, like, raining, and it just seemed like a bit much. So, finally, I get to pull over because, again, this mattress is underneath my car. <laughs> so, I'm, like, rocking my car back and forth, you know, reverse <laughs> drive, reverse drive, spin out, spin out. All of a sudden, I, like, got enough traction <laughs> So it's like being in the snow. It, it was it was like it was insane. And I was also thinking, my God, please don't make me have to call someone <laughs> to come witness this complete shit show called my life. So I finally and I'm like shook when it happens. I mean, it was it was intense. So then I'm like hauling ass home. You know, God forbid I slow down in case there's another mattress. So then I get home and, you know, again, still raining. God forbid I check out my car to see the damage. I think I just didn't want to know. Probably not. I wouldn't. Oh, my gosh. So the next morning I get up early and I was like super tired from my adrenaline dump <laughs> traumatic evening. So I'm like, yo, I'll go get a Diet Pepsi. So I back out of my parking spot. <laughs> And proceed to start driving, which I'm hearing some shit dragging. And I thought, oh, my God, like half my car <laughs> fell off and I didn't know it. And I drove this whole way home because, mind you, it was like a 30 minute drive. <laughs> it wasn't five minutes up the road. Okay? No, she lives a good 40 minutes away from me. Yeah. So then I get out and like literally <laughs> my bumper is hanging by like two clips. <laughs> 
literally. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> so then I, I like I pop them back in. I figured that out, which I was like, OK, cool. This is nice. And then I go get my Diet Pepsi. So I know the ladies real well there at the gas station. <laughs> so I'm telling my girl Bonnie about it. <laughs> and she's like, well, are you like upset or what's going on? I was like, hell no. I'm glad to be alive. I'm like, fuck the bumper, man. She goes, that's my girl. It was like, it was so tough. And then everybody had different reactions. Like Kate was like, oh my God, are you okay? Is the car okay? This would only happen to you. <laughs> One person was like, what the fuck? Um, that's wild. Then um, a couple other people just burst into laughter and they're like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, like for real. Like it's not funny. It, it, it's it probably not, terrifying, but, it but it's like, you know, only I've been in those situations. It's so unbelievable when it's happening. You're like, <laughs> what the? holy shit. Like, am I on punk? <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Like, hey, man, I've been through enough. And just the last five years alone, I'm like, is this a sign? Like, I'm supposed to slow the hell down when I'm driving? Don't drive in the rain. I don't. I need a truck. <laughs> I don't know at this point. Maybe you should upgrade that Rav, that uh, Corolla to a Rav Four. Like Girl, me. <laughs> I thought about it after that incident. I was like, Holy Mother of God, this is nuts. And I'm totally freaked out right now. Because I'll tell you, I loved my, absolutely loved my Corolla SE. Mm -hmm. But, and I had it for, it was the longest car I've ever had, which was like four years, almost five years. But I treasure my RAV4. Kate loves hers. Yeah. Loves it. But what I was going to say too, just so everyone knows, Jenny is, she has car ADHD. I do. That's bad. I mean, it's like. I next, have had it's more next cars. Level shit, people. Next <laughs> level. One time I did the quiz on Facebook. Like, how many cars have you had? It was during COVID quarantine and everybody was bored. It mm. literally, you had to post pictures. It took me like two hours to find all the cars I've I had. I can't even believe you remember. For many years, I've had a different car mm -hmm. like every year because I would upgrade it or get sick of it. Or But I have actually had the RAV4 now going on a year and I miracles happen everybody you're witnessing right now or you just grow up or maybe you know I was just trying to my ex-stepdad used to say that I was buying the cars to fulfill some sort of inner void that I had or you know whatever that did he tell you that from prison <laughs> <laughs> I think he was smoking crack at the time but you know true story I don't know you know not like he was qualified yeah I just <laughs> And be like, well, is that what you do when you smoke crack to try to fulfill something else in your life? I just think if I had a lot of money, I would probably own multiple cars because I some days and it works out now because some days I'm in the mood to drive my car. Mm. But then some days I'll take Wyatt's car because it is he drives an Acura TLX and Ooh, nice. it's got leather and heated you know, seats and the sunroof mm -hmm. and it's, it's really fun to drive. My gosh, he probably feels so cool in that car. <laughs> well, you know what happened. I would. You know what happened is when we, we, when we bought the RAV4, he traded in his Camaro 
because mm. it was starting to get older and it's low to the ground. He, Those are, they are not roomy I hated at that all. car. Like, it just feels like it's, I don't know. Like, it's almost has a feeling of like a professional race car. Yeah. Inside where yeah. it's just so awkward. And I don't know. It was, and it was a convertible, which mm-hmm. was nice at first, but then it started to get rattly. So it was just time, and he knew for a long time I wanted to go into an SUV. So mm-hmm. he made this grand gesture and was like, I, because we had a lot of equity. It was almost paid off, the Camaro. Mm-hmm. I will trade the Camaro so you can get a RAV4 or whatever SUV you want. We actually looked at Mazdas and all that. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad, but he wanted to do it. So, of course, you know, the guys at work asked if uh, if he turned in his balls with the Camaro because... He was now pushing the Corolla. Ah. Which going from a Camaro to a Corolla SE, like, I can see. I'm not surprised anybody was busting his balls about it at all. I probably would And he liked it because it, like, it was good. It's great. It was great. It's great on gas. It was great on gas. Mm -hmm. But then after about six months, uh, when we went to go buy Ashton's car, on the way there on the interstate, I had an incident like you in one of those big barrels. Oh, my God came flying out in front of me and I hit it but in the process it destroyed the it's just it like destroyed the tank that the windshield wiper holds at yeah so you know you can't go without washing your windshield wiper God you know, forbid whatever you so that was the like washer, the uh washer wiper fluid tank whatever the <laughs> hell I'm trying to say you folks know what I'm talking about so basically at that point you know, car values are so high right now. We were like, all right, yeah. let's get out of the Corolla. And, you know, he liked the way the Acura looked, and I ended up getting a good deal on it. Yeah. And so, but, but I, what in that car, you know, the RAV4 is like a utility vehicle. Yeah. I love it. And I love what I've done to it, but I don't have heated leather seats and all that. So some days I feel like being Gosh, bougie. You're like a peasant. I know. I like being bougie in his car. Like when I go to like when I go to Lakewood Ranch or somewhere oh fancy. Oh my gosh, you guys! I, I'm throwing up in my mouth right I now. I like to take the Acura because I pull up like it's like a Lexus or a Cadillac. Or and something. here's me. I legit don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't. You know, I'm all about the labels. I know, and I like labels and a lot of things because I grew up so poor. I will not deny being a label whore, but there are so many things I don't give a shit about. Yeah. But you're also talking to a person who needs to order a new pair of her Tory Burch sandals because, <laughs> God forbid, I live without those. Thank you, William and Kate, for giving me those. And now I'm hooked, but now I have to buy my own. It's it's like reverse parenthood. I know, right? <laughs> I saw a lady in the nail salon one day. She had on Gucci flip-flops. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, those are sweet. Because, you know, Ashton's obsessed with Gucci. I bought him a pair of Gucci sunglasses for his birthday, and I bought him a Gucci knockoff wallet. But he knows it's a knockoff and won't use it because he's got his mom's blood. Punch him in the face. I know. But anyway, so I, I went online and tried to find these flip-flops they're like 500 bucks at least Tories are only 200 yeah i can't i just can't conceivably spend 500 dollars on a pair of gucci flip-flops no matter how awesome they would look on my feet yeah now i will say this about my tory birch sandals one they go with everything two i literally wore those things every day for two years oh wow yeah yeah like literally especially like 
when I started working from home and everything, like I would just wear them around the house and I just literally wore them all the time. <laughs> like I had to legit throw them away. And I keep saying, I've been saying this for like two weeks. I'm like, oh, I'm going to order my new pair of Tories. I've yet to do it. <laughs> and the, the sad part is I love those shoes. Are they in a cart somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. You just don't want to pull the trigger. No. And it's stupid. I mean, it's stupid because I have I, I have money budgeted for it. But for some reason, you know, I'm then I'm second guessing it. First world problems. <laughs> then I'm second guessing. I'm like, damn, do I really want to spend two hundred dollars on these sandals? <laughs> but then I'm like, man, they really do go with everything. And I wore the shit out of the other ones I hey, had. Are they comfortable though? Yeah, really comfortable. I mean, look, look at it this way. I mean, guys if you break spend, it down by month, yeah, and guys spend two hundred bucks on a pair of Air Jordans. That's true. You know, I have spent like seventy five bucks on a pair of aerosols because yeah, I like the those loafers. Are good shoes, to wear to wear to work, I like the loafers. Yeah, and they last. I need a new pair now. The bottom's blown yeah. out of mine, but two years I got out of them. No, William and Kate got their damn money's worth out of them toys. <laughs> Let me tell you, because then when I finally look at the bottom of them, everybody, yeah, there's like no tread thing. Could have got them resold. Now the bitch tells me after I <laughs> threw him away. I didn't know. <sighs> life, yeah, a life, life in the street is hard. I'm telling you, first world problems. Totally. People <laughs> listening to this are going to be like, fuck you and your Tories. <laughs> but and I'll sure be like, some, you're jealous. <laughs> well, some people could probably relate. No, I think a lot of people can actually. Yeah. You know, because I like usually have to sleep on a purchase anyways. Yeah. Just to be sure, but I've been sleeping on this way too long. Now, I have a couple of pairs of coach, like, loafers and flats mm -hmm. and sneakers that I've picked up at Marshall's here and there. And I will tell you, now, I think my coach slip-on sneakers were 50 bucks, and I might have paid 75 for the loafers. They're mm -hmm. actually the most comfortable shoes I've ever owned. They're Don't made look at well. me. I have a pair of Michael Kors tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't care about labels, everyone. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. As I sit here in my Nikes, <laughs> you know, living my best life. Well, you know, we've all got our issues. Yeah. Well, we got, all have our crosses to bear. Boy, and I got plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else is going on, Jenny? Well, you know, um, let's see here. Well, I spent the morning at the urgent care because I have a kidney infection again, and... Don't ask me how, since I don't have sex. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's just a reoccurring issue that I suffer with. So I'm not on my game today, and I'm a little tired. I'm I not on my game at all. Like, at all. Like, again, first world problems. So if you've, I hope you're still fucking listening. <laughs> We're really not as, what's the word I'm looking for? Uppity as we sound. Right now we sound like two uppity bitches. We really do. Um, but we've worked our life. Like you've worked oh your my life. God, you worked really hard please. to be Everybody, I was like, grew up in some white trash duplex, so throw me a bone. Yeah. I mean, I didn't come from a rich household, so no. who would have ever thought that I can even think about buying Gucci? That's what it is, though, I think sometimes. Yeah. Now, if I found a pair for 100 bucks, I'd drop it in a minute. Yeah. But not 200 
No, I don't know. I might go 200 if they really, really, <laughs> if they were the most comfortable shoes in the world, I probably would because I have such, you know, my, I have a hard time finding shoes that fit my feet. She only has half a foot, folks. <laughs> That's not true. I do not. I had a, She has a club foot and I, she drags it behind her every no, day. No, I. Would, oh, if somebody has a club foot that's listening, my apologies. I might have to I'm not that. stereotyping. No, she's not. I, about 10 years ago, I was walking in, uh, in a downtown area. We were going to dinner. It's like an area that's filled with bars and restaurants. And I felt a snap in my foot. <laughs> and I broke the fifth metatarsal, which if you're looking Sounds at, like a dinosaur. <laughs> I know, right? If you're looking at your hand, it's in the last pinky. It's the bone that runs to your pinky toe. Mm-hmm. So... I had to have um, a screw put in it because that's a break. It's, they call it the ballerina's break because mm-hmm. of all the pressure that's on it. Mm-hmm. And I used to live in heels. But ever since I had that surgery, my foot has not been the same. And I can't even wear heels anymore, which is a tragedy in itself. So I have to, like, like comfortable shoes are a thing to me. I mean, I'm not wearing the ginormous, like, orthopedic shoes, orthotics, where they call them, but. Yeah. After that accident, you guys, she had to quit the strip club because she couldn't wear the heels anymore. <laughs> they were like, hey, girl, you turn- out. Yeah, I was. So. Anyhow. Um, you know, we decided that to talk about Netflix's sex life for nine episodes would be a bit redundant. Um, and we would literally, I would want to stab my own face. Yeah. And uh, Wyatt, my husband, you know, he did take, he didn't take offense, but he did feel a little bad about the things I said. Now, granted, we had a conversation about it like adults and I did tell him I didn't say anything that I wouldn't say to his face. Obviously, I said it to millions of people instead, <laughs> but it brought a conversation <laughs> and um you know, I'm not going to say that I'm never going to say anything bad about him again because I'm sure I'll talk about issues. But um, I will tell you that I noticed he's trying a little harder and he didn't have to do that. And I appreciate that, Wyatt. But like Thursday night, he came home early from work and I looked at him. I'm like, is the Bucks game on today? It's like tonight opening night. And he was like, no, I came home to spend time with you. And I was like, you did? Say what? What? What you talking about, Willis? You came home to spend time with me? And he's like, well, I'm working all weekend, so yeah. I was like, oh, that's nice of you. I appreciate that. Now get out of my face. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But um, I did find an article on the web. I was, you know. The after, dark web. The dark web. I, you know, after our talk, you know, midweek, I thought that I should see what other people are saying about Netflix's sex life. And you know what? Not as many people enjoyed it as much as we did. Which I find so odd. The only thing I can really think of is that people are hyper-focusing on the sex piece and not really the relationship dynamics between all of the characters. I agree. I That's agree. really what I think. Like, I think they just hyper-focus on that, but they're not really watching and listening to what's happening. Mm-mm, no, they're not. Because there is a whole dialogue happening there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The sex is just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a bonus. But Episode um, three. Hey, Brad. <laughs> right in. I'll take your application. <laughs> so the one thing 
this episode was on thetap.com, and we'll put it in the show notes if you want to refer to it. The one thing they did say was Billy's relationship with her husband, Cooper, is weird. Well, yeah, we know that. (laughs) Duh. Thanks, Captain Obvious. But they said that, the article quotes saying, everyone says Cooper is the nicest guy and a perfect husband, but he's actually one of the reasons why this show is so fucked up. Literally, it says that. I'm not in, and I know we like to say the word, but I'm not, not adding it there. There's cle- clearly a reason why Billy sees her marriage falling apart. Well, you think he's not paying attention to her. No, and really, that's the biggest thing. Like, yes, sex is tied to it, but it really is because she feels invisible. Right. I agree. That's really the bigger piece to it. Yeah, he's not paying attention to her. And I think, and I, like we've said, and, and it may not even be about sex. He's mm-hmm. not paying attention to her at all. Like, even as a person, she's alone on the island mm-hmm. raising the kids. Um, one of the things it does talk about, and we can get into more um, detail about this, but in that episode, it's revealed that, um, I think it's episode two, that Brad and Sasha... Billy's best friend are sleeping together. Um, and Sasha is completely unfazed by it where Billy is shocked and and hurt. And hurt as I would be. Um, it raises the question, is it ever okay to sleep with one of your friends' axes? I don't you know, like if your friend went on two dates with a guy five years ago, yeah. Right. You know, like, it wasn't, like, a real relationship. Yeah. And I mean, literally. Literally. Like, they hung out a couple times. It went out the door. Right. But they were in a really, you know, Brad and Billy were in a long-term relationship. And the thing is, too, like, between her and Sasha, it had always been so transparent. So then you're like, and Sasha's like, well, hey, girl, you've been with Cooper and the Burbs. For eight years or whatever she said. But then it makes me think, well, but why didn't you tell Billy then when you had been doing it for over a year? Yeah, or even say, hey, I'm going to give you a heads up. Does this bother you? I mean, they were yeah, like anything. They, she, they lost a baby together. Yes, they were everything they but lived, married. They lived together. Right. There was a lot of things happening there. And, and Sasha was so intent on telling her, no, you can't do this, which I understand. As a friend, it's your job to guide them. But at the same token, Sasha got so mad at her saying things like, you're going to mess up the best thing you ever had and just really in being invested in it when was she really just felt that way because she didn't want to give up Brad's cookies? I don't know. It's kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, let's think back to I was pregnant with Kate and a friend of mine. Well, let's say was that that's a loose term there. But this was a person, I, you know, before this happened that I had spent a lot of time with. Right. So it was definitely and, and plus I was married to Kate's dad. So it was definitely kind of like, yo, off limit situation. And um, so at the time, I was my microphone. Yeah, and I'm trying so hard not to laugh at her right now because <laughs> this is a legit visual <laughs> shit storm happening. I can't. So 
I found out that, you know, my friend was screwing around with my husband and they were out at some bar. Yes, that marriage failed, as we all know. <laughs> Anyways, so um, I get a hold of Jenny here. <laughs> we go in her wood panel station wagon. OK, I'm like seven, eight months pregnant, I think. What would you say? Like seven, maybe? Probably. Yeah. Something like that. It cost forty five dollars in gas in oh, that gosh. car just to go up the road. It was. It is eight cylinders. It was ridiculous. <laughs> the car was so big it got there. 10 minutes before we did. <laughs> That's so true. So Jenny pulls up to the bar parking lot <laughs> and I get out and I slash all four of those bitches' tires. So, hey, if you're listening, you deserved it. I don't even remember taking you to do that. Oh, That's God, I will never forget it. And then Kate's dad comes home <laughs> and okay fine so I pretended I said <laughs> women pretend it was one of those times so I pretended to totally be asleep and he comes in and he's like hey did you slash blah blah's tires Ugh, I totally pulled this off I was like no what what do you what and he was like oh never mind but what'd you do tonight I was like well um Jenny came and got me and we went for ice cream at McDonald's. That bitch bought that. I sliced them <laughs> tires with his big ass blade, put that bitch in the closet <laughs> like it never left. And, and I just laid in bed and giggled to myself. I, but really, it is kind of a ridiculous story when you think about it. But I guess the point is, if Sasha didn't have anything to hide, then why not say anything? Like, it's... I don't yeah, know. I just don't know. I would say something. I'm so confused on it, too, because, like, when Sasha and Billy lived together, they legit would, like, switch boyfriends with no big deal. Right. So that is what's kind of weird. But at the same time. Because she knew. It but would then be sometimes upset. she looks at Brad like, hey, bitch, you're disgusting. The only thing good about you is your 25-inch cock or whatever that thing was. It was ridiculous. I need measurements on that thing. Do you think it was real or prosthetic? Dude, I think it was real. I mean, I mean, I didn't like pause it or anything. I didn't but either, but I just... You know, on the playback the second time around, I was like, mm. I, I know they do great things with makeup, and he won't admit to it in an interview, but... I don't know. I mean, look, for the sake of my life, I'm going to go with it's real because it's impressive. Yeah, but I feel like if it was real, he wanna would want to own up on Brett have ownership bragging rights mm. what do you think everybody why don't you um drop us an email or comment and let us know what the poll is on that or you can text us at area code 941-479-9518 and if you don't want to text you can email your answers and responses to honestly unfiltered at <laughs> CarrieandJenny.com. I know that's a mouthful. I know. What a shitstorm. Put it in the show <laughs> notes. I just can't win today. But we're here for you. We are. And we definitely want to know what you think. And Only if it's nice. And along with that, if you can leave us five stars on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Oh, my God, please. I need hope in my life. <laughs> so... What the hell are we talking about? Uh, we were talking about, is it okay to sleep with your Oh, friends? yeah. I'm going to say if they were in a, a like any kind of long-term relationship, no. Because that's just creepy, I think. And I've had unless a couple the, of friends Unless the do spouse that to me. died. 
like if someone <laughs> that's even worse <laughs> oh please well oh no no yeah i guess okay yes I i'm saying you, i like, thought you meant like this never mind no i mean like if one of the people die yeah. so they're not there to witness it but this other person that knows them is just coming there to pick up the pieces and hug their grief away yeah you got a point there yeah <laughs> i don't have any idea people i've had <laughs> I got two marriages under my belt. Two, two dead husbands, as she two, likes to say. Two dead husbands, and I live alone. And I know we. I just want to clarify to anybody that's lost a husband. I know we make light of it and joke about it, but it really was terrible. And God, very, it really was, and a really traumatic uh, event when it happened. So very true. Um. For me, for anyone listening, humor is how I cope. That is my coping mechanism is, well, that and trauma therapy. Thanks, (laughs) Diane. Um, But basically for me, like, I have to find ways to smile and laugh because it makes me feel better. You know, like. Well, they do say laughter is the best medicine. I just, for me, it's just the only way that I can keep going. Right. You know, and I, and she's right. Jenny's right. Sometimes I sound like I'm very blase about it and I'm really not trying to be, but I'm also at a very comfortable place with where I'm at in my process. Right. And people that know you that are listening to this know what you went through but if there's anybody listening to it that doesn't know, you don't want to sound like cold and callous. I do sound cold and callous, but legit. Um, I don't want. I should. It that. was dark. I don't for want a them. Couple of years. I I know you, and I wouldn't want them to think that you're feeling cold, dark, and cold and callous about it. Because yeah, not at all. It's more like a protective thing. Yeah, like it was dark for a while, and I legit, I think I was like agoraphobic. It was just for like a no, couple years. No, you were. You were. So yeah. So when I laugh and, you know, whatever, make light of it, it's just because I'm to that place now. Right. Anyways, what the hell were we talking about? Whether it's, whether you should sleep with your friend's husband. Well, besides that, we've kind of said no. Yeah. Unless they're dead. It's been done to me several times, so I feel like it, and I would, I personally would never sleep with my friend's ex. I don't even like to hug my friend's current boyfriend, whoever they may be. Because I feel like... I'm sitting here trying to think if I do that, but no. Like I... Well, I mean like a hug, not sleep with people. <laughs> I'm not like trying to blow them in a bathroom at the party. No, because like my one of my... Like my best friend, uh, when I leave her house, I always hug her. She always hugged me. And then her boyfriend's standing there and I'm like, what do I do? Do I hug him? Do I not hug him? But on, like, on special occasions, like he'll... If he reaches out yeah. to me for a hug, I'll hug him. But... I don't know. It's like maybe because I No, I don't. I'm sitting here. I was trying to think of it. But. No. I don't love him. No, 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 no. But it's just, I don't know. Like not like that. Right. And I know she would never think that I would be, you know, ever have, you know, because anybody that knows me knows I wouldn't do that. But I guess it's just maybe baggage from friends that I've had flirting with my husband or Probably. sleeping with you know an ex and 
I say you know, those people are terrible humans. They really are. There is legit no other pain. And listen, people, I'm not saying I haven't made any mistakes here, okay? Like, I've got some secrets. <laughs> but there is no other pain It's that is so intense when you feel betrayed like that. I think, I think a friend betraying you, sleeping with your husband spouse ex whatever is more painful than them just having an affair in general i really feel that because it's like so intimate because it's within your personal inner circle yeah and so it just it feels humiliating violating you're just like legit shattered inside right pretty i mean that's yeah that's a good way to put it that's my take on it yeah absolutely but yeah, I mean, again, I'm not perfect, people. Not nor am I. Anybody that knows my secrets, you keep your damn mouth shut. You know who <laughs> you are if you're listening to this. You don't want your tires slashed. No, I'm trying to think if I would do that to that person, but nah, I might consider it. <laughs> but just keep your mouth shut. You know who you are. <laughs> so, back to sex life. Why do you think Cooper threw up when he after that that one thing when he was reliving her diary in his head? Do you think it was because he doesn't see her in a sexual like it sickens him to see her in that way because she's the mother of his children? I was really trying to figure that out. So, if you haven't watched the episode, Jenny kind of started it where Cooper was recapping in his mind part of Billy's journal. He vomits, but you're like, why? Like, is it, is it because it just makes you sick to think of her being with somebody else? Or do you have some other issue with your own sexuality? I think he has an issue thinking of her being sexual in, gen- in general because he's got on her on such a pedestal being the mother of his children. Well, and that that was the life he always wanted. I think he said that somewhere along. But then the, I forgot you guys. Give me a second. (laughs) You were talking about it earlier, Jenny. Damn it. Sugar tits. (laughs) It was, um, what the hell was it? Oh my God, I lost it. All right, well. Let me see if I wrote it down, everybody. Okay. I'm real organized shitstorm today. Times two. <laughs> you were not. You were not kidding at all. So, damn it. Oh, and also, wait, there was a, we did have a point. If you don't fix that damn mic, Jenny, I'm going to punch <laughs> you in the face. Okay. What was the other thing we were going to ask or talk about? It was something about, <laughs> damn it, what was it? It was, I I know that what I brought up was that she said in the episode that she had never shared. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We have a winner, folks. Wow. <laughs> Are you gonna tell it or am I? Um, you can tell it. I'm, or no, you want me to? Wait, what are we talking about? 
So during the episode, I think I'll just take the reins here. <laughs> during the episode, <laughs> if they do a flashback. <laughs> don't, look, this is unfiltered. I can't edit it, all right? <laughs> so sorry. There, there's a flashback, and she tells the story of her and Cooper's courting. And she says that she didn't tell Cooper about her past with Brad or anyone. Yeah, any of her shit. She just started fresh. She, mm-hmm. there, there was a moment in a bar where one of Cooper's ex-girlfriends, they were on their first or second date, came up to them. First, and, I think. First, maybe, and said hello. And and she said, ex-girlfriend. And he said, yes, and she's married now, blah, 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 blah. And at that point, that would have been the point to say, you know, I have an ex or I whatever. everybody in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Give him that, Cooper. I'm going to cut you off from Celsius. <laughs> yeah, I just finished that Celsius. <laughs> Times are tough, people. Times are tough. Celsius is like an all-natural Red Bull, if anybody wonders. Anyhow, if I can get through this. So she says, Carrie, that she... Mom. At, at that point, she chose not to tell him about her past. And figured one day that she would, but one mm. day never came. So my question is, and she thinks that that's why her and Cooper don't have that intimacy because she didn't share these things with him. Do you have to go back to move forward? I say no. Like if you, no matter what it is, right? Even if you were like sleeping with half of America, whatever, do you boo? If, um, I guess just, I just think of myself I don't need to relive all my shit. Good, bad, and indifferent, right? Right. Like, I could sit there. I mean, and I used to talk about my shit a lot. I'm sick of me with it at this point. Right. So, like, I do just want to move forward. Like, and I'm not saying there are things I'm never going to bring up again or whatever. But honestly, I mean, now her past, that was was a lot more fun than mine. But... (laughs) It's just, it's kind of like just starting fresh with somebody else, having your own experiences, your own, your own path. Mm -hmm. I mean, but on the flip side of that, I think Cooper was being very judgy. Right. And was like, well, I never did those things. Well, guess what, Coops? No one was stopping you but you. Right. You know, like, that's a personal thing. And... There was something else. Sad note. I love American Horror Story. <laughs> but on one, <laughs> on one of the episodes of the individual stories, the girl brought, one of them brought something very good up. She was a little nuts, but hey, it happens. So she talked, somehow in this class, they were talking about fear. And she said, it's not fear that holds people back. It's shame. Ooh. And I was like, wow. boom, Red, you nailed it. Because yeah. even for myself, there's things I haven't done. I think, well, sometimes there is fear for anyone who knows me listening. But <laughs> I do think the other part of it is could very well be shame. Because, like, I'll build something in my mind that I'm required to be this certain type of person that behaves a certain way or... If you've been out drinking with me, shut your pie hole. Just leave five stars, okay? Shh. 
<laughs> Shut your mouth. I can relate with that. Now, mm-hmm. I will tell you personally with Wyatt, I didn't share with him my traumas or horrible things that happened to me in previous relationships before we met and i still haven't he i don't think he cares to know yeah i mean nor does he you know nor do i want him to know but i don't know that it ever did it affect us i don't think so yeah i don't really know about his past either except for a few choice things but but then i find that weird because it is when it was like the good years with patrick we knew legit everything about each other like good bad or indifferent and here was the interesting part you know before shit went sideways people (laughs) just um we accepted each other for the way that we were right and even like past behaviors yeah so and that kind of brings me to though that was one thing with billy and brad was that they were both a hot mess and they were in their 20s, people, FYI, when this all went down. So they were very vulnerable with each other. They both had issues. They were working out with abandonment, like mm-hmm. Brad with his dad. That was like a huge thing. Brad's been self-sabotaging all over the place. Gosh, yeah. So it's almost like I can see both sides of it. But... What What is your feeling on it by, like, not sharing everything? I know for me going forward, I don't even want to bother. I, I have too much shit. I, I mean, I don't think it matters. I, I don't think that... I think that Wyatt knows who I am. Mm-hmm. He probably knows me better than anybody. He mm-hmm. knows the real me. He sees how I am with him and I'm, you know, myself. I hope so. <laughs> Two decades. <laughs> but I don't think it... I, did it, would we would we be closer if he knew? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I, I'd like to focus on today and now. Yeah, I guess the thing is, it's to me, it's more of feeling safe enough. Like if you want to share something that happened, that somebody doesn't all of a sudden like look at you like you're tainted and broken, right? Something yeah, and like I don't, that, I don't you think know? I wanted to be looked at that way, which is why I didn't share those things. Yeah. I wanted him to see me in a certain light. But my problem is, <laughs> obviously, everyone, I just overshare in general. It's just my <laughs> nature. So I can sit here and tell you I'm not going to tell somebody that all day long. God only knows. We'll let, I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> I'll let you know what route I take. <laughs> I guess I can never let anyone I ever hook up with know about this podcast. <laughs> I'm in deep shit. There was something else I wanted to touch on in regards to that, but I can't remember what it is. Shockingly, um, you know, we're talking. We were talking about Brad and how he self sabotaged mm-hmm. because his father left him and abandoned him, which I find, you know, you know, somewhat. I guess. You know, people do go that route. I don't know. I think I self-sabotage myself a lot in my life, like, in different ways. Right. Because if you don't let people get too close, they can't leave you. Well, that's how I I tend to operate as well. Yeah. I'm very guarded, and it takes a long time to let someone in. And it's funny because I think so many people think I'm not guarded, 
but you've known me so long 30 years um sh- shut your mouth <laughs> what are you talking about peeps i'm 25 <laughs> going on 21 <laughs> but i mean so what what would you say to that if i said people think they know the real me but most of the time they really don't i think that people everybody i think that different people get a different version of you yeah that's accurate and 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 the same goes for myself like people at work get a certain version well, of me sure. and you know there are certain friends that get different versions i mean there are probably only you and two others, mm-hmm. three others that really know the real me. Yeah. So, you know, with other people, I think I tend to put on airs. Yeah. And I think everybody does to a certain point. But I do. I definitely think some people think they know me way better than they do. Yeah, absolutely. And sorry, you don't. And you don't know who you are. Surprise. But you will after this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I find, well, I find, what I find interesting is that, you know, Brad self-sabotages mm-hmm. and won't get close to anybody and doesn't want to have children because his father left him and he's afraid of being a bad father. But he got very close to Billy. Where I, being abandoned by my father, feel like I've always been the careless man's careful daughter. Mm-hmm. Doing everything by the book. And... I don't know what the hell I did. I, I mean, I, well. No, you, I went rogue as shit. But you did what I did. You put your daughter first where I put oh, my yeah. son first. And yeah. Was, you know, our children are come first before anything mm-hmm. where Definitely. we weren't necessarily given that by our parents, both our mothers and fathers. No, neither one. We I were mean, pretty much raised by wolves. Or we raised ourselves. Yeah. I mean. Well, my grandparents. I had my grandparents. I had my grandparents. Hallelujah. I wish they were still alive. Me but too. Yeah, and Brad had a dickhead stepdad. Can totally relate to that. Yeah. He's dead too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But, I mean, because it is, like, super hard. So I can kind of see where Brad was, like, on this his own journey to heal, which he does, people. It's amazing. And I, you know... I came to terms with my baggage from my father years ago um, before he passed away, Mm -hmm. but probably maybe a year before, but I, it it still comes up sometimes. It still does. Sometimes it does come up. It's so weird because there will be so many times, like I have forgiven my dad and all that stuff. I've told him that multiple times, you know, but like. And he's apologized and everything, of course. Anyone that knows me, I'm always on and off in therapy because <laughs> there's always something happening. Oh, my God. I'm never going to get any applications the more I talk on this thing. <laughs> um, but I do think it does come up every now and then because I think for me it comes back to I do have a tendency to have a wall up. Yeah, me too. Because I'm, I just, mine. I can't handle the hurt. Well, and with mine, something will trigger me to get hurt and the wall comes up Mm -hmm. where it's been down. Yes. 
and I pull back from that from the, the you know, relationships on from that side of the family. Well, and I also think too, like, um, it has made me realize. I think even as I get older, that if I've had some friends in my life, like I have a well, whatever he is, I had a guy friend. We were like besties for thirty something years, whatever, and. Um, he started just kind of like blowing in and out and I think we're totally getting off topic. So I'll wrap this up. But regardless, I have changed his name in my phone to, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Because I'm so sick of being disappointed by him. I'm so sick of his bullshit. I'm like, dude, we've been friends forever. Like buck up. We're not 15 anymore. Yeah. So like deal with your shit man because i'm over it right and that is legit his name in my phone so anyone that knows me look up are you fucking kidding me in my phone see if it's your number (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously i you know i don't even know where i was going anymore i just feel like we should end this episode (laughs) we're gonna call this episode like something about nothing, probably. <laughs> a lot about Shit nothing. Storm flying. We're all over the place. Well, we're like monkeys at the zoo with a shit fight or whatever that's called. <laughs> I do not know what she's talking about, but thank you for listening. We promise that next week we will be a little more together with our with maybe, our material. Maybe not. I'm just kidding. We're gonna try. And if you have any ideas of uh, what we could talk about or something you'd like us to debate, because obviously we both have a colorful view on things. Or want advice you want to write in. We are getting ready to launch part. We have our podcast right now does have an episode, CarrieandJenny.com. An episode, a website. A website. Yeah, I said it and I was like, what? What the fuck? We have a website, JennyandCarrie.com. Really, it'll be in the show notes. Right now, there's nothing there except it'll lead you to whatever <laughs> channel you listen to your podcasts on. Shut it while I talk. Thank you. Oh, this is so bad. <laughs> but we're working on another website to attach to that, um, which would be a, an advice column. I don't know what's wrong with her today, I, I swear. Advice column. Yep. Tell us your shit. We'll tell you what's up. I, that was horrible. I don't even know. Last episode, it was fucked. That's <laughs> shit. I think I need duct tape on my mouth. <laughs> well, on that note, I'll put what I was going to say in the show notes. Thank you for listening. We're sorry it was a train wreck. And give us one more chance next week. (laughs) Choo-choo. Have a good week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.